0: In the to to make sense of it, that's Hello all of you beautiful people and welcome again to another episode of Figurisms. I am your host Grant Trimble and in this show I talk to creatives from models to sculptors that utilize nudity in their work. The whole purpose of this is to try and understand with greater depth the message, meaning, and choices behind the people traveling this path, to foster greater comprehension of the use of nudity in the arts. I myself fall into this category, but why people do this can, of course, be wide-ranging. Despite the very long history of this discipline, there still remains many misunderstandings and objections to this practice, so my aim is to alleviate some of the stigmas surrounding this endeavor. In addition, I hope to add some context to the greater cultural dialogue regarding sexuality, by challenging how nudity is perceived in our society. In this episode, I am trying something a little different. I'm doing a follow-up interview with Ingvild, who I interviewed for episode three. After that conversation, we were able to get to know each other a little bit more, and she asked if she could come on again to further express her journey, and I, of course, obliged, as it's been incredible getting to know her. Though she omits certain personal specifics, she does fill in some of the detail regarding the deeper mental transitions that led her to where she is now. As she insinuates challenges she faced, she also makes clear how much modeling has helped her and what it has come to mean for her psychological well-being. Hopefully you will find the conversation as fascinating as I do, so my suggestion is to sit back and let what Ingvild has to say sink in. You know, we've been talking a little bit, but just for everyone else to sort of jump in, it would, it would kind of take off what we were we were talking about. But the first place that I wanted to start is in our personal conversation you mentioned that there was a shift that came after getting out of a destructive relationship and then into a relationship with your now husband how was this relationship so much different than than the previous one
1: my my relationship number two i've only had two serious relationships it was different because um uh he was not scared of who I really was. He didn't try to repress any of my, um, anything of my personality. And he knew so much about me uh, already when we, uh, when we started our relationship. And he, uh, he was not possessive. He was not jealous. Uh, he was uh, very open-minded, and so that uh, definitely encouraged and inspired me to to be also open-minded and to like share with him all my fantasies and my dark sides and um, my promiscuous sides and all all these things that you're. Uh, Well, that I I wasn't really, it wasn't embraced in my my previous relationship for sure. I had to be more, um, well, it it just was, it was opening up a lot of possibilities and it was opening my mind even more.
0: You said that there was a point where you lost your shame. How did Mm -hmm. things change in your life after that happened?
1: (laughs) Well, I just, uh, well, well, for a while I was floating on, uh, on air. I was feeling very uh, happy and proud of myself and feeling that I was uh, having a secret that uh, made me really happy. And that made me, um, that didn't, um, it, it helped me not be so, uh, annoyed by people thinking that i was so sweet and nice and uh smiley and uh, such a good girl that a lot of people tend to think that i am because i look like that <laughs> and this thing this thing that happened in my life um it was such a great experience and it it was so um is a huge thing that i carried around inside of me so i knew that okay but i'm also like this and you know so it doesn't matter what they think about me because i really feel that i'm you know i i'm both you said that i'm more than they see
0: you you mentioned as we were talking before that you liked kind of having this contradiction in your mind that like you said that Mm -hmm. everyone perceives you as being sort of sweet and nice and Mm. that there is the way that you even said it there is almost this dark side to you and you like being Mm -hmm. able to know that that was there but have people sort of perceive that that wasn't you at all. What
1: I think it it just made me f- feel more relaxed about who I was because then it wasn't bothering me that um um people would think I was such a sweet person. I would just uh you know it made me feel that I had a, a secret and that um I was it was really I was having fun with it because um uh, and I didn't have to prove anything. I hadn't, didn't feel like I had to pretend to be tougher than I was or anything. I was just being this sweet person. And then I knew that, well, there's more to this than you you know. And um, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a good thing.
0: You mentioned that you were very much brought up by, especially your mother, to be a quote-unquote good girl what did that mm-hmm. look like for your mom? What what was her expectations that she placed on you in regards to that?
1: Hmm. Well, it was just the overall feeling that, uh, you know, uh, being with guys or dating or, um, I mean, it was okay, but certainly not to to have the <laughs> sex with anyone. I don't think she, and there was a few things that, um, well, a few, it's too personal actually, but a few things that happened that made me, that really like knocked me to the ground. And I thought that this is horrible. And I just have to keep everything secret and just wait with everything <laughs> until I move away from home. Um, yeah, I think uh, it was hard for her to deal with the fact that I was uh, growing up a little bit. But I, yeah, definitely had to be a, a good girl for sure. It was and um, um, to dress nicely and not be too provocative or anything. So very think, much relating yeah.
0: to sexuality, basically everything.
1: Yeah, I think so. Without it really being said out loud uh, it was definitely the feeling that I had and also with you know uh, people I admire it could be movie stars or you know celebrities and if she would say like negative stuff about them if they were looking too slutty or you know too sexy or I just got a feeling that things that had to do with sex was really it wasn't a good thing and you you shouldn't be like that and and all I wanted, uh, I mean, I was super attracted to it. And it really, you know, I liked all these things. But you felt that, no, it's, it's dirty. It's bad. And you're not supposed to be like that.
0: You, so, you mentioned yeah. in our last interview that you wanted to be a sex symbol, even when you were younger, yeah. like you wrote that in your diary. <laughs> Do you think that mm-hmm. your mom kind of picked up on this sort of energy that you had towards sexuality?
1: Yeah, I think that's possible. And the the sex symbol thing, I thought about that after our first conversation. And I think it's just because I I was uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe was one of my idols and I probably read about her, uh, you know, somewhere that she was. She was a sex symbol and i wanted to be what she was so that was obviously on my list of to do things and you know things to become so um yeah i think she picked up on on that and um
0: but you still have a a close relationship with your your parents now you know you were just saying that you were there recently visiting and stuff so i assume that even throughout all of this experience you know you're you've been able to maintain a a healthy or a positive relationship with with your mom even specifically
1: yes uh well you know um it's different when you're grown up and uh, yeah I, I have a very good relationship with my parents although they certainly don't know everything about me which parents shouldn't i guess yeah. <laughs> know about their <laughs> their kids but <laughs> but i'm uh, i'm a grown-up and um they're you know, older, and uh, everything is. I mean, they they don't uh, they don't have any they don't express anything else than being super proud of me and my brothers about everything we were doing and uh, super supportive and and everything. So, I mean, it's um, it's a long time since we were teenagers and kids and things were difficult at home. So. Yeah, but we we maintained a very good re- relationship. So, but they, of course, they don't know everything about me, and it's uh, supposed to stay that way. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. But
0: then, then through all of this, uh, you there very much is a sense that you know you're you're kind of trying to find your way with this feeling of oppression. You know that that you received, whether it was from your mom or maybe other family members or society in general, mm-hmm. that there was mm-hmm. kind of a, a rebellion towards all of this, that mm-hmm. you allowed yourself to sort of take part in. What was that, that feeling that sort of kept driving you? Was there, do you sense something that was underlying or an underlying thought or something? Like you said, you always kind of had this appeal towards being a sex symbol mm-hmm. or, you know, whether it was Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm or other maybe other movies but was there was there something that you were trying to explore or do you know why you were drawn to that
1: mm. uh i i just uh, i just remember certain things from when i was growing up that i i think i was a very sexual person always and i remember incidents from when i was 13 and 14 and 12 and very young when older older men would come up to me and you know I guess it wasn't really (laughs) wasn't good things but for me it was it was very you know I liked it you know that I would be in a dark alley and this grown-up big man I'm sure it was probably not more than 25 but I thought it was 50 of course then he would like push me up to a wall and you know, holding me tight, and he took my face, and he said that you're so beautiful. And I, I you know, I was just fantasizing about that, and this man, uh, you know, <laughs> raping me or whatever. So I, it was always, um, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked these things. I mean, it wasn't a lot of incidents like that, but I really liked to, you know, uh, flirt with other, with older men, and if I was. Um, uh, on vacation with my family or whatever I would you know be really sneaky about it and I would you know flirt with men if they couldn't see it and I I was really drawn towards you know being uh, uh, objectified somehow or I really liked that feeling it was um, yeah it was sort of a drive I guess and
0: um, well, so but- I think I
1: always had had it in me
0: was there, did you feel that there was a, a power in it?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, not not when I was that young, but later, uh, for sure. But it, certainly uh, a power, yeah. Uh, around this time, 14, 15, when you realize that, okay, all these men are looking at me. What do I have to offer? And then you start realizing that, you know, it's, it's enough that you're a, you're a girl and you start getting you know, shapes and everything. And you, yeah, of course, it's, uh, it's some kind of power. And it. it's surprising, you know, it was a surprise. It was like, hey, <laughs> they're looking at me and what's happening. So, yeah, I was super curious and interested in all that. And nothing bad had happened to me so far. So, you know, it was all just uh, very, like, happy curiosity. I wasn't really feeling ashamed at that time. I was uh, I was just uh you know very uh I guess uh, impatient to to be having, you know, finding someone to have sex with and and to try all kinds of things. But then things became super difficult. Like we talked about last time uh from I was like 16 and a few yeah. Uh, Many years after that. So it was uh, a lot of years there where I didn't feel very... I'm
0: sorry, you were saying that when you were 16 with the interest in modeling and stuff?
1: Yeah, but that wasn't really a big thing. It was more, I think it was a lot of things that were difficult for me to deal with. And that led me to, you know, having these problems with eating and to be, yeah, I I was just very uh, troubled. Uh, and things were difficult at home and many things were difficult so and then i wasn't really i was i was more outgoing when i was in my early teens than in the later Uh, and then uh, when i came out from that again i was uh i was 22 uh yeah we talked about this a little bit in our private conversation yeah you know yeah. They... So from then on, things opened up, and I could start exploring and and do things.
0: Well, you said that when you were younger, you didn't really have that sense of shame around mm-hmm. anything. Wh- no. When did that sense of shame? When do you did you feel it the strongest?
1: Uh. <sighs> mm. Well, I think maybe. Well, it's, there's things that happen that it's it's too hard to talk about really no,
0: then but don't, there was then some a few there, yeah. incidents yeah i don't i don't uh, that was
1: to, uh,
0: mm. yeah i don't i don't want you to yeah don't don't mm. say anything that you don't don't want to so yeah I don't, mm. I don't want you to feel pressured or anything like that i was just you know just curious it was a, a seemingly a you know a logical question there so i sorry if mm. i anything up no there
1: no no to... no i'm just uh, you know and also i'm trying to just think about the 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 answer to that but there was something that happened you know um
0: well then with all of this this uh you know you said like this that the overall feeling of sexuality you are very much able to have the strength to break out a lot of i think the negative the negativity um uh, surrounding mm-hmm. it and I'm curious to know if your if you feel your modeling has allowed you to allowed you to explore sexuality in a healthy way.
1: Uh, I will answer definitely, yes. a hundred percent. Um very healthy way. Um a very fun way to explore things because it's uh you're creating a fantasy. And uh even if it's uh <clears throat> for me also very real, it's also a fantasy. And people ask me sometimes uh, when I post photos, are you really doing this? Is it just coincidence that it looks like you're doing this? Or are you, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can think whatever you want to. If you think it's bondage, if you think it's this, if you think I'm enjoying it, if you think I'm having an orgasm, it's up to you. I, It's, you know, I'm just doing this. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, you can explore anything. And I've been contacting photographers who are very extreme sometimes because I'm just thinking that, okay, so this is a, a place where I can explore that or see how he's doing this or he will push me to do that. Or like Eric Meredith Gujon, do you know him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's very, it's very extreme. He did some very extreme photos, so that is one example of, uh, you know, discovering art that makes you think that, or that <clears throat> uh, allows you to to explore uh, other parts of your sexuality than than you have before. But uh, also just normal kinds of erotic shoots, or you, you can explore feelings, or um, yeah yeah many many kinds of things so modeling is a good good place to explore
0: and you mentioned as we were talking earlier that one of the things that you enjoyed about it is that there is a it is therapeutic and that you're Mm -hmm. even able to work with people and choose photographers in a way that allows you to express yourself Mm. I didn't know if you wanted to Kind of comment on that because it's something that you know we brought mm-hmm. up as we were talking earlier
1: yes well, oh yes it's uh very therapeutic if you need uh, therapy definitely go into modeling <laughs> <laughs> instead of going to a shrink because it's much more fun yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> okay so uh how can i explain this um uh if you want to feel fear like, uh, you know, I love horror movies and I like to get scared, but mm-hmm. that is a super safe place to do it. You could also do it in photography, not to be really scared, but to, you know, do things that are um, could be slightly dangerous or very cold or very uncomfortable or um, all these kinds of um, extreme um, physical things that you, you can choose to, to do as a model um it's it's can really it's like an electric shock or something you know it's just like okay uh after a shoot like that you feel that okay something really loosened up in your head if I've been doing shoots when I've been in some you know depressions or having really had a hard time and you feel like okay oh I don't want to be in front of the camera what the hell am I doing here and then you just have to push yourself through that and go into uh, some kind of a fantasy world or uh, produce some really extreme emotions or you can be outside and be really freezing cold or be in a river or <clears throat> hanging from a tree or, you know, do things that is really uh, making you feel all this uh, happiness again. Because it's, I guess it's the adrenaline and all these things, but... And also you can put your uh, emotions in, in, the, in the photos. You don't have to be depressed or anything, but it's just a way to, um, to feel all your feelings. It's a safe place to do it. And it will, um, like when I went to, to North Carolina in a few years back, it was a few weeks after my dad got really sick. And I thought at first that I should cancel the trip and stay at home. And, uh, but there wasn't really anything I could do at home. So I thought, OK, I'm just going to be away for a week. And uh, the shoot I did with um, this guy called Dividing Me, uh, it was uh, it was a studio which was dark and small. And it was a super safe little beautiful place with his art in it. And he played uh, music that was really speaking to me and really brought my tears to my eyes because when I started modeling and we did the shoot, I just put all my my fear and my sadness and my grief and all the trouble that had that I'd had the last weeks and um, the things that had happened into the photos. And it was a beautiful experience, and I love the photos after. And my, my dad is, um, luckily, he's, uh, he's well again, and everything went well. But those photos mean so much to me, uh, especially one of them, which uh, he called, uh, he named it Torment. And that to me is the most powerful photos of almost everything I've done because it was taken at that moment, and I know how it was feeling at that point. So, um, yeah, it could be a very good thing to do, however you're feeling.
0: Yeah, that... So, you know, as you're talking about all this, you, you know, we're mentioning processing even kind of very difficult emotions. To me, it's inspiring to hear that you have the, the courage and the fortitude to do those things. Because um, there was some uh, some years ago, my my wife and I, we had a daughter who passed away. She was just about a week away from her second birthday, and oh. there's there's still a lot of emotions that I know that I haven't explored, and mm. it's very uh, encouraging even to hear you talking about even some of these, you know, how you said it, maybe some of these darker elements that have kind of come into that kind of come up from your past that you mm. are willing to sort of face them head on. And really mm. grapple with them and wrestle with them mm. and allow them to come out. And uh, I guess I, I'm I'm curious, even from a personal level, how you have found the strength to do that, to really experience, experiment with these thoughts and these emotions and allow them out. Like you said, the, you know, being in North Carolina mm. and your dad, I, I'm curious <laughs> to know kind of where that strength comes from.
1: Well, I feel stronger when I'm uh, um, not at home with myself. If I'm traveling somewhere and meeting someone, it's like, it makes me feel safer. You know, it's more safe to to bring out these feelings and uh, it's not as uh, scary and as uh, risky as when you're home with yourself. You know, then you're also... Um, traveling somewhere it's an adventure you're meeting someone that you've been looking forward to meet it's all exciting and then you can allow yourself to okay now I can bring out these things um it's just a good place to do it because it's not like I'm sitting at home and uh, thinking about all my my (laughs) my things you know it's um it's just something that you can bring out and use uh, when you're, when you're uh, having an adventure or having fun or doing something interesting, you know. Because then it's uh, being a bit overwhelmed by all these other positive elements and all these good things. Do do you understand where I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it. I think so. I. It seems that mm. you're able to exercise these these fears and these things that are i'm trying to think of maybe even a way because yeah it's a, it's a difficult thing to probably really put your <laughs> finger on the, the what i've been thinking lately and this is a thought that i even had just the other day and, and maybe this might help is that i think when we try and ignore our fears and mm-hmm. which even all securities usually stem from some kind of fear but when we try to relegate our fears to sort of this dark little corner of our minds and ignore them, then usually they Mm. grow a lot stronger. And it seems to me that you are very much not allowing those fears to take control of you by Mm. shining light on them and keeping Mm. them small, so to say, because I think anytime we ignore our fears and we try and cover them up, that's the perfect environment for them to just get bigger and bigger and bigger to a point where when we finally take back that that sheet to look at it, it ends up being this giant monster that is almost seems impossible to tackle. And mm-hmm. throughout a lot of your life, you seem to have been willing to address these things that you have had the sense that most people have been telling you, don't go there. And you've been willing mm. to sort of go there and explore them in a, in a, in ways that are seemingly healthy, and it ke- allow you to kind of control them so they almost don't get out of hand. And mm. I don't know if that that's accurate at all, but you know, lis- listening to mm. you, that's in a way how I guess I think about it. And I don't know if mm. that that helps you at all, or if that makes sense. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, for sure, and I think uh, I always, you know, everyone is troubled somehow, and I, all my all my friends are <laughs> troubled people, and, and so somehow that that's uh, people who, who have problems or haven't had like this uh, super easy life are um, often <laughs> more interesting, and uh, I think that. I've been thinking many times uh, throughout my life that, okay, I should start seeing a shrink or I need to talk to someone because there's so much stuff inside of me and it's fucking up my life. But then after a while, um, or especially then when I got into my relationship that I'm in now, I realized that, well, but. Everyone's fucked up, and maybe I can just use this fucked upness to to do something instead of diving into my own mind and spending a lot of time talking about it and exploring it. Maybe I could create something or have an interesting life because of all my 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 things. <laughs> you know, yeah. that sometimes makes me happy and makes problems for for me, but but it also give me a pretty interesting life. Um, sometimes
0: <laughs> do you enjoy tackling those difficulties now
1: if i enjoy the difficulties
0: well do you enjoy uh, addressing them now because
1: oh addressing them
0: yeah like i said tackling them but yeah sorry if oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah
1: uh addressing tackling. um mm, if i enjoy it uh yes a little bit more now because i have so many ways to do it i mean with um, art that i'm lucky enough to to be able to do like to draw and paint and, and model and to even create the little things and to all and also to in my my personal life and what I'm doing and the modeling so um yes I, I guess I do enjoy it I mean I I, I prefer it a lot to to uh, spending time you know taking uh, pills or going to a um, shrink or <laughs> yeah. and, and now i don't yeah. feel so so fucked up anymore i mean of course <laughs> i sometimes i do and i know i have you know there's things that could have made my life easier if i was better at certain things but uh, no at the moment i think i've i've been able to find all these things to do that keep me uh, quite happy and in in balance a lot more than I I used to be, um, like I talked about last time that it it helps against uh, depression and that I was struggling a bit with before. I mean, to create is um, definitely if you if you're able to create when you're having a hard time, it's uh, it's a very good way to deal with it and can can create something instead.
0: Well, say, you probably feel. You have an element of control over over it all that you obviously didn't, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I would assume mm. o- after over all these years of really facing these things and challenging yourself in these ways, you've probably proven that you mm. are able to use them in a way that is productive and you have control over them rather than it control having control over you or as much control mm, maybe. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: right. Mm. So, I guess one of the things I don't—I don't know if I asked you this outright, but why then has nude art? Why do you find it to be important?
1: Mm, for me, or for—well,
0: uh, yeah, maybe other actually that. People? Well, that maybe that would be a really a good place to uh, even take this. Is do you ever think about your modeling? and your nude work in the context of a long lineage of, or a long history of what's kind of come before you? Do you ever think of it in that context?
1: Not really. Uh, no, I, I I, don't. It's, uh, you know, it's just a very, <laughs> it's a personal thing. I, I do it for me. And I don't think about how much I can... You know, if I'm part of history or, or anything, I mean, I'm, I'm, of course, aware of all that. And I think um, to be to be a part of that and after I'm dead, maybe there'll be, you know, some classics or some cool photos that could, you know, some people could come across and, and you know, in a 100 years, I, I could be a part of, of history somehow. But at the moment, uh, I don't really see it that way or I, I don't. I don't really think about it.
0: Do you feel you've arrived at all, at where where you want to be, in regards to mm. your your work, your nude work? Cause I know no,
1: you- I I never know. because to me it never it never really stops and I it still feels like I just started. Uh, it's all just exploring, and uh, even if I've I don't do it as much as I used to, there will be times when I come across things and I feel this extremely um extreme need to go and and do these kinds of photos you know it's just very like instant it's it's very intuitive Uh, and i see things and i want to do it and i make it happen so um it's just something to spice up and to 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 spice up my my life and to uh, uh give me the the kicks that i need and so that's my that's my uh, overall drive. My my next uh, my next project now because we were talking last time. You asked where are you going and yeah. and I said well I have to refocus a bit because I don't really know. But and I mm, uh, at the moment I'm very uh, uh, driven towards photographers to have uh, like a cinematic kind of look to their photos, and I'm going to. Uh, Amsterdam um, later this fall to work with a a guy who does really really dark um, beautiful photos I mean there's a darkness to them and there's it looks like uh, it looks uncomfortable and beautiful at the same time you know with water and nature and very dark very beautiful lighting and and at the moment it seems like uh, the the right thing for me to um, to do so but what i'm doing after that i i don't know i just feel that this is some sort of a, a new path that i need to feel even stronger i don't want to do um well there's m- more pin pin up big kind of photos yeah, at kind the moment of gla- glamour I'm, stuff glomer stuff i mean i haven't done that a lot but i certainly have have done that also but at the moment i'm not um interested in that at all i just want to yeah follow this lead see where it takes me
0: no i i completely understand that as as a creative i i think this is the way that i sort of approach it it almost seems the more that i do it the more discontent I've, I feel towards what I've done and mm. that I just want to keep going in a more and more specific direction and mm. kind of there's almost a, like something that I'm exploring more and more. Uh, mm. It seems that you're you're kind of in somewhat of a similar situation where, like you said, you these more superficial elements of modeling are maybe mm. less interesting to you mm. and they don't maybe a- appeal to you as much. And that you kind of Mm -hmm. want to delve and and explore these ideas and thoughts that you've had for a really long time, just more and more. And it probably is Mm -hmm. difficult to find those the right people.
1: Mm. I would assume. Yes, but uh, when you find them, it's it's enough. I mean, uh, you don't need a lot of people, and I don't need to. I don't have a need to to do a lot of shoots as long as the shoots that I do uh, are really meaningful to me and. You know, that I feel that I really want to do them because when I've been, when I was doing this in the beginning, I just wanted to, you know, I was much more greedy, you know, I just (laughs) wanted to try as much as possible to see, oh, can I do this? Can I do this? How it will be to do this and, uh, you know, to shoot with as many as possible just because you could. And because I was... uh, um you know super curious about everything so but n- now I'm much more calm about it and I've tried so much so it's il- easy to eliminate certain things and certain kinds of of mm, you know uh, shoots and f- photographs that are not as interesting to me so I can just focus on on what's really mm, left and what's uh yeah what seems more interesting.
0: Yeah, no that that makes that makes perfect sense. I it's you know at that you get to a point where it's really about quality and not quantity any quantity mm-hmm. anymore. Yes. And you realize yeah what it is that you're looking for and what it is you're trying to get to and
1: and also my my time is more limited now that I have so much to do. So it's really I, I need to to do shoots that I feel it's really worth my time and and effort and money and, uh, and everything to, to go and do this shoot. So I'd rather do four amazing shoots a year than, you know, uh, as many as possible, as long as it's really good and, uh, and gives me something on a personal level.
0: No, with all of this, it's, it's really interesting, you know, hearing all, all these, I guess, hearing all of these details and these aspects of, of your past a little bit more, that's helped contextualize a lot of information for myself, there really is a, a beautiful journey in all of it, in in this story that you have. Like you said, just the, the feelings of shame and overcoming those and even having the courage to do so and even address some difficult things and be able to really f- face maybe some fears and learn how to uh, reconcile a lot of your experiences through making really amazing art so mm-hmm. I th- I think it's it's really encouraging to hear that and I think that it really speaks even to the power of you and of the human person and as well as to the power of of making art so I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's you know it's really incredible that that you've taken this journey in this path
1: and also the the important thing is um, you know Uh, the journey that it's really been and to travel and meeting these people I I cannot express uh, enough how how important it's been you know many of these people that I met are among my closest friends today because you're able to find people in all parts of the world that um, are you know it's it's your it's your people it's the like-minded wonderful artists that um, really see you for what you are because they also see a lot of you when you're modeling, you know, they're really getting to know you and getting to know each other and and they have also been a big part of uh, encouraging me, pushing me, inspiring me to, to do other kinds of art. I mean, the drawing and the miniatures and the painting and all this... Uh, I mean, I'm doing it a lot now because of all these people that I met who, are, who I'm still, you know, in who are still my my close friends, these photographers.
0: Yeah, being able to build those relationships is priceless. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wanted to know, though, uh, you know, because after the first interview, you know, we were talking a little bit back and forth over email, you expressed wanting to uh, kind of do a follow up. And you know it's been somewhat relatively recent since we you know we did the interview, and you know it's not like a few years later type of thing. What no. I didn't know if there were, was something in particular that you really wanted to get across or hit home. If if there was a, a mm-hmm. message or something that you wanted to express in detail that maybe you feel you you missed.
1: Well, I I was thinking about uh, some things right after, but now I, <laughs> I don't remember anymore <laughs> but, um, what I. But I but I was thinking, you know, a lot about all these years I've been modeling and how what a really wonderful thing it, it is to be able to do this because and that's why I, I would you know encourage all, all girls to do, you know, and and guys to to be modeling. And do this thing because um, uh, it also, it develops your sense of art and your sense of, um, um, you know, the kind of aesthetics that you like. Because you're looking at so many photos, you you start to recognize and learn what is speaking to you. What is it that you want to do? Why is this good? Why is this not good? Why is this art to you? why Why is this not? And then you know, you contact these people you want to work with, then you explore these kinds of photography that this guy is doing or this woman is doing. And then it's just very, um, it's very good for you as a human being, as as an artist, and uh, uh, to be able to go, to walk this this path. And uh, uh, yeah, I feel, I have to say, I feel extremely lucky to have been able to do this and to to be able to keep doing it too because it's just opening up the world and it always gives you a reason to travel and um, yeah, it's just very it's enriching Make, makes your life, life. Better. Yes, uh, definitely my life would have been extremely dif- different <laughs> if it wasn't for this I don't know where I would be because I was uh, restless and um yeah, a little bit claustrophobic sometimes because the world was so small and I felt I didn't get to use all my talents or abilities or that, you know, staying here in Oslo and everything. I mean, if you you were thinking about what you could do, it would be where could I go on vacation. And uh, I never really liked vacations because I like doing things. I like creating things. And then I found this thing that you know made total sense. So, yes.
0: Well, I th- and I think, I kind of mentioned this before, I think it says a lot, though, about you, where you actually had the boldness to pursue it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think with all of this and in, in talking with you and getting to know you just a little bit that I have, it very much comes across your tenacity and your passion and... You know the like I said, the fact that you were bold enough to actually go after these things, because you know it, you could very easily build a story around it where you even expressed when we first talked about you grew up in kind of a, a small town, and to follow your path and connect the dots that led you to this point is pretty crazy, you know it, it's. <laughs> in a in a great way like it's it's really interesting like i i don't know how anyone would be able to foresee the life that you have led you know i, yeah. I that it doesn't seem like you in any way could have planned this to happen but that yeah. it very much sort of serendipitously fell into place and i i think a lot of that is because you've sort of refused to just accept things at face value and sort of accept the, a simple life for the life that was shown to you. So I think that's, mm. that says a lot about you.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely. <laughs> Didn't want to just uh, accept. <laughs> and I think if, uh, I mean, I, when I was in school and was, uh, I think I would be the, if anyone would guess what would happen to me later in life, I, I would be the least light person they would, they would never guess that I would be the one doing this. That's for sure. I would be the the last one.
0: What do you think that most people's impression of you were, if they were to sort of predict your future, what do you think they would say?
1: I was not one of the cool kids. So I don't know. They maybe, um, everyone thought I was very nice and sweet. And I I think still that's uh, what, but surprisingly enough most people think about me to this day but I am <laughs> so I don't think much has changed that probably but I mean so I think it's a bit surprising to many people when they get to know more about what I'm doing at the moment and I have been doing for the last 10 years so I think um, yeah I don't think much has changed there but when I tell people today that I used to be you know, more of a shy person, it's very hard for them to to understand because, of course, I'm, I'm very different now that I, than I used to be. But at the same time, I was always very creative. So I don't think it would be so too much of a, a shock to people that uh, that I'm at the place where I am right now.
0: Do you lose relationships now when people find out what it is you do?
1: Uh, no, I don't. It's never happened to me that I've lost any relationship because of what I do know. Not that I know of.
0: <laughs> yeah, and probably not that you care I, anyway. <laughs> right?
1: No, 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 because my, I don't have like a bunch of uh, close friends. I have, you know, good friends, the, the few that I have, and they would no, they they don't uh, think anything bad about what I'm doing, whatever I do. And they're just proud of me. So no, I haven't lost anyone.
0: that's great. Awesome to have that support. Mm-hmm. sure, yeah, yeah you know you I guess you want people to accept you for who you are. you know i, mm-hmm. I and I, I think that's the thing is I very much have seen in my life that most people don't know this part of me, and <laughs> that can be very alienating. So mm. I th- I think it's yeah, awesome
1: for sure.
0: Yeah. that and, and I'm sure you know what that feels like. Cause you know, you've been mm. doing this a while and I just think it's mm. really incredible. And I, I think that you're an amazing example of, you know, I, I keep saying just even the strength to kind of push through and really explore these things. Uh, mm. I find, a I find a lot of encouragement from your work and you can tell that there's a passion there. So I think it's oh, really, it's really interesting. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh so, yeah, thank no. You. Th- thank you. know, thank you for speaking to me again, and mm. um, you know, and, and opening up. And I, I really appreciate all everything that you've you've offered, and all of your your thoughts and ideas, and
1: <laughs> know,
0: it's, it's it's been really positive in my experience.
1: Oh well, thank you so much. It's been really great to be part of this. Thank
0: you to everyone that has listened, as well as to my guest, Ingvild. If you enjoyed this episode and others, I would love to hear your feedback, as well as any suggestions you might have. You can contact me at grant at gtrimble.com, G-R-A-N-T at gtrimbl or visit my website or show notes at gtrimble.com. And then you can click the podcast link. Don't forget to follow Ingvild on Instagram at ein underscore model, That's I-N-E underscore M-O-D-E-L. There's also her other Instagram. It's I-N-G-V-I-L-D-E-I-R-I-N-G. There's another link to her drawings on her Instagram as well. And there is her website, I-N-E hyphen E dot Squarespace dot com. So I-N hyphen E dot Squarespace dot com. My IG is G Trimble underscore photo. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your loved ones and show your support by clicking the subscribe button and leave a review. And don't forget to spread the word.